Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, good morning. Today is Monday, October 25. Thank you for joining us on the Victory Point podcast. Um, So my name is Steve Durr. I'm our fourth week of the month host uh, for the podcast. And today we have uh, Keith Weingarten here. Um, Some of you might know know Keith, um, but uh, if you don't, he's going to introduce himself a little bit. So Keith, thank you for being willing to join this week and uh, read through the passage with us. But before we start, can you just Tell us a little about yourself. Sure. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm Keith Weingarten. I'm 48 years old, father of three twin boys that are up at Michigan Tech Mm -hmm. and a 14-year-old daughter at uh, Zeeland Creekside. Mm -hmm. Um, Been a member of uh, Fellowship for about 15. I'm sorry, Fellowship. That's that's church. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. Victory Point for about 15 years now and um, just, you know, loving the walk with life. Okay. So, um, one thing that Keith and I have in common, we have one, uh, I have one son, he has two sons up at Michigan Tech, um, and they're twins. So remind me of their, their names. Ian and Joel. Ian and Joel. Yep. So my question, this is going to be a naive question from the parent of non-twins. Sure. So when the boys were babies, when they're first born, how'd you tell them apart? Did they look and lo- look different enough or? Uh, really you could tell by just their personality. Okay. Um, it was interesting because. The best way I could say is like when Ian would start to cry, it was like a slow burn. He'd start to get mad, start to get mad. And uh, Joel, he was instantly fired up mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, they looked a lot different to me, but okay. most everybody else, including my wife's dad, I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was even 50%. <laughs> okay. So um, they everybody joked, hey, you should put a tattoo on their foot or, you know, I was like, we could always tell them apart just by their personality. Okay. Yeah. That, that would always have been my fear if I had twins is like I would mix them up. And, sure. <laughs> so, um, so the question is, do they still kind of act that way? The slow burn or the instant? Yes. 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 <laughs> Ian has a very even temperament. He's kind of go with the flow and Joel is pretty, pretty stout on his feelings and he's very, you know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. So okay. uh, I can appreciate both. All right. Good. Well, thank you uh, for sharing a little bit. As we go out this week, you'll share a little bit more about yourself and kind of your faith journey. So we'll, we'll get to that later this week. Um, But today we are going to um, kick off the story of Ruth. Um, So if you um, have your Bibles out, uh, or if you don't have them, you can get them out, turn to Ruth uh, chapter one, and you can read along with us as we read. So I'm going to read it, and then uh, Keith will jump in with kind of his thoughts. So uh, Ruth one, uh, verses one through 18. And I will preface this by saying I'm going to butcher these names. So just bear with me. Phonics and I don't always get along. So uh, here, here we go. Ruth 1. Uh, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. That one I can do. That's easy. Uh, and the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilion. They were Ephrites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now, Emelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Oprah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there for about 10 years, both Mahalan and Kilion also died. 
and Naomi was left with her two, without her two sons and her husband. <clears throat> when she heard in Moab that the Lord had come to aid his people by providing food for them, Naomi and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness to you as you have shown uh, on to your, to your dad and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them and wept aloud and said to her, Oh, they, I'm sorry, they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. And even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and gave birth to sons, who would, would you wait until they grew up? Would you re remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than you because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. At this, they wept again. Then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Luke, uh, look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped ur urging her. All right, so Keith, as I read that, or as you prepared, what kind of stuck out to you? What, what did you hear the Spirit saying, or what did you take away from this? Well, it was a lot of... Uh... Intestinal fortitude is what I kept thinking a lot of guts to just pack up and leave the land that, that you've grown up in yeah. um, and made and started made a family. Um, yeah. Naomi was, you know, married with two sons and then they're turning up and, and it sounds like if I'm reading correctly, they were actually, it was starting to be a famine in the area. So they needed, it's kind of like modern day leaving to go to work, yeah. find work because you're out of work here. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was, you know, pretty interesting that they were able to just, I mean, from the passage, it felt like, Oh, it's time to go. And they just, you know, went and got ready and left. Um, yeah. And it was interesting that, you know, God was very specific in here when they said, you know, they lived 10 more years after her husband died and then her, then her sons died. And it just, it led me to believe, okay, how did her sons die? And, yeah. you know, it was just kind of left me wondering. I thought that was kind of different, not, not bad, but just, I was like, oh, I wonder exactly what happened. But um, I did see that, you know, the, the honor that, uh, Ruth was, you know, wanting to stay with her, with her sure. mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was, you know, that was pretty deep. Yeah. 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 That was one of the things I picked up on as well. Just that the commitment that Ruth had to, to Naomi and say, um, what that was interesting is, yeah, they first left, um, Judah, Bethlehem to go to Moab. And I didn't know this, but I did a little reading in the footnotes. And at that time, the Judites didn't really get along with the Moabites. Um, they were allowed to marry each other, but like if, if a Moabite married a Judite, I'm not saying that right, they couldn't worship in the temple with the Jews. So when Ruth's sons marry these Moabite women, they were kind of going against the culture. And then they, they so these ladies, uh, Oprah and, and Ruth, kind of joined the other side, if you will. They kind of left their people, their gods to, to join them. Um, 
so after they died, um, the, the husbands died, um, you know, they kind of threw their lot in with Naomi um, and what the Jewish people felt as far as, hey, if um, your husband dies, you have to marry the next brother in line. Okay. You know, you can't just separate yourself. You can't go back to your old family. Um, so Naomi was kind of letting them off the hook, if you will. She said, OK, I understand that my, my sons are dead. My husband's dead, so I'm not having, you know, any more kids. Even if I did, you're not going to want to wait around until they're born, until they're, they're old enough to get married. So it doesn't make any sense for you to come in with me. So I'm, I'm kind of let you off the hook as far as what our religion believes, as far as what you need to do. Um, so just go back to your own people, find a new husband. Um, so that I thought was very, that was her being willing to sacrifice her well-being because then she'd have nobody to take care of her. Um, for so these uh, her two daughters can go back but then ruth turned around and said no 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 no. i i'm gonna ignore my people you're my people now um so she was going to a situation where she might not be able to find a husband um again because of the laws of the land um but she was willing to give up that to be there to protect naomi so um i just kind of thought how they both were willing to sacrifice their own well-being for the other was pretty Pretty cool to see. So do you think that the other sister, is it Orpah or Oprah? O- o- Oprah. I think it's yeah. Orpah. Or- Oprah. Okay. I'm just thinking of Oprah. Oprah, Oprah was um, actually named after him. I did remember that. Oh, okay. Uh, after her. But do you think that she would be accepted back with the Moabites now that, I mean, she was married to a, a, a Judean? Yeah. So I, Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Um, so it was, I mean, yeah. I guess you could turn it and say, well, was, was Ruth not willing to take the chance? Okay. Or was Orpa, you know, figured she'd be fine. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at it and said she was, you know, uh, that Ruth had a lot of character and a lot of that. She wanted to make sure that her mother-in-law was taken care of. That's kind of what I took from it. But then you also start thinking, Oh, you know, you just don't know everything past this one little passage here. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good question. I don't, I, I would like to think that, uh, Oprah, no, Oprah, Orpa. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you I'd butcher the name. <laughs> um, I would think that she'd be welcome back. I mean, they've been married for 10 years. Um, so I would assume she's young enough that she could remarry. But but that's, yeah. yeah. So maybe she was taking the bigger risk by going back. That's, that's interesting. So um, anything else as you read through that? I just felt like uh, for me, it, you know, it reminds me of, you know, my own father died in 1995 and then my mother had remarried. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, subsequently moved out of state. Um, you know, and again, it was a big leap, uh, work this when they, when they moved out, uh, my, my father-in-law stepfather, mm-hmm. um, was not working in a really good place here. So okay. work wasn't really holding him here. And, uh, my mom has a lot of family down South and that needed some help with some healthcare and stuff. So I thought it was quite a huge ongoing and a taking and kind of could relate a little bit that they were just going to leave their, their land or their yeah. state, um, and then help out with other stuff. But then now they're back. Okay. Um, you know, and it just, to me, it was like, you know, you have the faith that your husband can find work when you come back too. Cause, sure. um, when they came back, my mom's husband didn't have a job. Okay. And, but they came back, you know, yeah. which is great because we've got, you know, she's got grandkids. And of course, it's my mom. I want her around. Right, right. Um, so I kind of looked at it, you know, it's almost like 
the modern day version of this where they, you know, they left the area and then other coming back. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just interesting. Yeah. Well, it sounds like she had a similar decision to make that Ruth did where, you know, her family, her, I don't know if you, if you have brothers and sisters, I have, but I have a sister, sister. With, with, and she has three daughters. Okay. So, so you know, your mom's son and daughter were here and grandkids, but yet she married this new man. And so, um, her, his people became her people. His God became her God, so to speak. And yep. so, so she was, I mean, she said, okay, I'm, I have this commitment to him. So I'm going to leave my family for a while to go with my new family. Yeah. But then it was cool that she was able to come back. But, yes. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have relationships like that in your life where you might say, okay, here's what's best for me but I'm going to give that up because it's, it's best for the other person. Like I'm, I'm sacrificing my own well-being for the, sure. the good of this person. I feel like, um, you know, as a father that you tend to do that for your kids a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, things like, I, you know, the boys and, and your son too. I mean, yeah. they're 10 hours away. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, last weekend we were there seeing them and spending yeah. some time and, it's always great to spend time with them, but then you've got to go home yeah. and, you know, I miss them a lot. Sure. You know? yeah. Um, but they love where they're at. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's that, I need to sacrifice because that's where they need to be. I yes. mean, when, when your son calls you and you can hear the smile on yeah. the phone, you know, cause they're just loving what they're doing, yeah. where they're at, being on their own learning. Um, you know, I, I guess it, it can be a sacrifice. I mean, I miss yeah. them. I mean, our house is alive when they're home sure. with noise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, My daughter's pretty quiet. Um, I think partially because the boys tend to drown her out. Oh, sure. But, um, you know, it, it, that part of it, you know, I was like yesterday, I was Sundays are our, was family day. We always kind of hung out together oh, sure. and yeah. everything. And, you know, it's really quiet around the house without, yeah. without the boys there. So that's when I miss them usually okay. on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, you do what's best for them. Not, not, you know, they want a good job and they like what they're doing and, and I think they're where they need to be. And, yeah. Um, but it still tears the heart a little bit. Yeah. 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 No, I have the same, exact same feeling. We, we were talking to our son, Ethan, who's also at Michigan Tech um, last night, and he um, is looking at applying for a co-op that would be in Wisconsin. So, you know, and I'm not sure if that would be next school year or over the summer, but, you know, there might be times where, you know, he doesn't come home for the summer because he's doing an internship or a co-op and you know, we want him to be home. You know, we already lose them for eight months up, up north, but um, yeah, well. It's hard to, you know, being a parent, <clears throat> you're working yourself out of a job. Yes. I mean, and that, that's hard because you get, well, they're they're the age now that they're friends too. They're not just your kid. Right. I mean, yes. You don't yeah. have to parent them as much, but I still do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, oh, goodness. Well, um, I think it's, you know, uh, that's a good uh, place to kind of stop and wrap up for the day. Um, so I guess my challenge for our listeners and a challenge for my, myself as well is to be um, willing to look out for those relationships where God is maybe calling us to sacrifice what's best for ourselves in order to help someone else be more successful. So like Naomi, um, sorry, sorry, Ruth gave up the opportunity to go and, and go home, be with her family, maybe find a new husband. Um, she went with Naomi to take care of her. Um, and I guess the silver lining from that story is if you read a little bit further in Ruth, um, they find Boaz when they go back to, to Judah. And so God does provide for them, even though they don't. So just be willing to sacrifice um, for someone you love. And, and even if it means putting your own needs behind. So 
with that, I just want to um, encourage you all to be thinking about that in your life, who those people are. And I will close this out with a blessing. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.